Hello, welcome to this Being Witchy podcast, where I talk about how anyone can be a witch, male, female, non-binary, do witchcraft on a budget, and get to know what works for you. I am your witchy host, Michelle Lorraine, and I'm so grateful to spend this time with you. With each episode, I like to give you something. I like to go and talk about a tool of the practice. I like to provide a journal prompt, and I also like to give you a reading for your day. So you may want to have a notebook handy or something on your device, such as a notes app, because I also have a spell for you today. Now today, I'm going to change the order in which I do things. I feel like now that I've started this podcast, and this is episode seven, seven is the perfect number to start to really get things right. As I'm so grateful for spending this time with you, I want to give you the good stuff right away. So with each episode, I'm going to start with your reading for the day and then offer a journal prompt and then discuss something about witchcraft, such as tools or other aspects for your work. All right, so let's get started with the new format. Today is October 16th, 2021. And for the first reading in the first part of the episode, I am going to let you know that I've pulled the Queen of Cups. I think this is a really great card to provide some guidance for this day. This card means that life has handed you some really hard lessons, lessons that you may have preferred not to go through. And I completely understand because, of course, we all have been through some really challenging times in our lives, especially in this year and all of the things that have happened since 2020. And of course, on a personal level, there are some things that I wouldn't wish on all of my enemies combined because it was just that rough to go through and I wouldn't want anyone else to have to go through. Now, you may have had some similar experiences. So what this card is telling you is to take this time to take command and be the queen or king of your world and acknowledge that although that really sucked, there was something to be learned from it. And that's the thing, we can always glean some information to learn from or an experience that we can use to share with someone else. And that learning will be a protection for you as you walk through the rest of this life. It will be a way to help mentor and guide others so that they don't have to experience the same setback. Therefore, you're giving a blessing into the world and therefore your life is that much more valuable. This card also wants us to recognize that when things have happened, we haven't really been listening to our intuition when that happens. Sometimes we've experienced things because all those internal red lights were flashing and telling us something was not quite right, something was amiss, but we doubted ourselves. Maybe we couldn't put words to that intuition. Maybe we didn't really understand why we were getting those flashing red lights or red flags until it was too late. Even if you don't fully understand that something is amiss, heed that little internal warning. And that's what we can learn from. That's what this card is telling us to learn from our experiences and take more command of our lives like a queen or a king. 
now that you know what the signs are and know what to do to take leadership in your life, you also now know to take that intuition very seriously. So let's talk about this, what this means in the aspect of love, money, career, and family. When it comes to love, there is someone in your life, either a close friend or a potential or current partner, and you are having a feeling that they have something on their mind, something that they're dealing with. You can let them know that you notice and that you're there to listen and talk to. Maybe even see if they want your help. Be loving and kind. And of course, if it's not something they really want to talk about, maybe it's something they need to think through first. Give them the space. Don't force it. Just remind them that you're there, that your presence is with them, that they're not alone and you care about them and you love them and you support them. If it's appropriate to say it, go ahead and say, I love you and I'm here for you. If it's someone who's a little bit more of a platonic friendship, just say, listen, I appreciate you so much. You are valuable to my life and I'm really glad you're in it. And whatever it is that you may be going through or thinking, just know that I'm here and I'm, I'm your loyal friend. I'm not going away. And they'll really appreciate that. When it comes to money, let's talk about your finances for a minute. Speaking of intuition, you're sensing that you won't be in lack for much longer. There's something that an obstacle that you may have that you can't pay for just yet. Take note of all the things that you are doing right, as well as any alternative methods that you may be considering and have confidence in what your gut is telling you about it. Stay consistent with your process. Consistency and patience is what is going to pay off. Now, if you're tempted to take part in gambling or selling an heirloom item, such as a piece of jewelry handed down through the family or participating in something as a way to make money that doesn't feel good. Take, take a moment to pause on that. Listen to your intuition. Listen to any red flags that you may have about that. It might not be worth it. This card is telling us to have some patience and also focus and trust that the consistency and patience that we're utilizing right now will pay off. Now, when it comes to your career and your job, where this card is telling us is to have some leadership and to take that opportunity to, dem to demonstrate where we can take charge. Whether you happen to hold a leader title or not, many of us do not, you can start to call upon your colleagues and team members to contribute to a project and take a little bit of command. They'll appreciate it. They like organization, they like structure, they like the information. So go ahead and build a PowerPoint presentation or draw on the whiteboard and just go ahead and outline your plan. Ask everybody if they're on board and then start delegating. Okay, you're gonna work on this, you're gonna work on this, or maybe you don't wanna just say it in a statement format. Maybe you wanna say, hey, I think you would be great at this particular task. Would you be open to it? It would be your opportunity for your colleagues to learn something new about you while demonstrating to your leaders that you're ready for the next step. Take pride in your responsibility 
and accountability and taking charge here on this project and know that people admire you for your integrity and workmanship. With regards to our family members, this card is encouraging us to be more nurturing. Whether you are male, female, or non-binary, you have a nurturing side to you. You may sense or have that intuition again, like we talked about, that a little more care and attention may be needed for some of your family members. Consider taking some time with them, maybe setting down your phone or a book or whatever work you're preparing and go make them their favorite beverage or something that's their favorite thing to eat or maybe pick up something for them. Gather a gift, even if it's the gift of your time and attention or the gift of a phone call or a letter. Now is the time to really listen, take notice of your family members and let that guide you in the best way to support them. I mean, after all, they are the dearest to you in many ways. And the times we need to heed the call and prioritize their needs, sometimes right now and today. Okay. Now that you've had the reading, I hope that's provided some excellent guidance for, for the day. I'd like to talk about your journal prompt and give you an offering of some things to think about and ponder upon. You can use your notebook or you can use an app on your device. If you prefer not to write, you can use this as your meditation prompt for today. It's a great way to get your day started or perhaps in the middle of the day when you need a break and you just want to rest in a chair or outside or if you work from home, step away from your desk a little bit and lay down on the couch or the bed and just meditate on these things. Here's, here are three questions that I would like for you to offer to you for your journal prompt. Number one, do I trust my instincts and follow my intuition? Take a moment to reflect and look back on how many times you have really had a calling to something, but maybe you didn't listen to it. And that should lead to number two. So do you, tr first, do you trust your instincts and do you follow your, your intuition? Number two, outline some specific times that you didn't trust your intuition. And what was the outcome? This is a time to reflect on things that happened that you really didn't want to have happen. And you kind of knew what the outcome would be, or you knew that a situation and, and your response to it was probably not going to be the good one. How did you, how can you, what, what were those outcomes and what, how did it relate to ignoring your intuition? Number three, what, this is the question, um, what do you feel compelled to think or do today that might have, that you might have otherwise overlooked or ignored? So now going forward, you've reflected back, you've taken a little bit of a mental journey on where you really didn't listen to yourself. Now, what can you do today? Think about all the aspects of your life. Think about your work. Think about your home, the people in your life. What are some things if you just take a moment and really quiet, focusing on those elements in your life, what are the next steps that you really should take? 
Who are the people that you need to connect with today? So think about what your intuition is telling you. Okay, so with that journal prompt, I hope that gives you some things to think about to be more in tune with your own experience and wisdom, which oftentimes your own experience and wisdom is the best in the context of your life. Of course, it's helpful to talk to others, but talk to yourself to really call upon your own wisdom. Now, a tool of the trade that I would like to talk about next, a lot of people use in their practice with paganism and witchcraft, and even in other religions, are eggs. Yes. Did you know that eggs are frequently used in the practice of witchcraft? If you didn't, now you know. And today I'm going to talk about using eggs as a material in spell work and the many different ways it can be used, not only in spell work, but also as a beneficial element from a scientific perspective. This also may be something you want to write down. So keep taking those notes. I will say this, there is another aspect to eggs called ovamancy, which is a way to use eggs and water to do a reading or divination. For the sake of time, I won't talk about that particular aspect of eggs today, but I will talk about ovamancy tomorrow because there's so much information to that in so many ways that you can use eggs for a reading. And that'll take a little bit of time. So I'll reserve that for tomorrow. But today, let's talk about the material. I So for pagans and witchcraft practitioners, eggs are used often as a symbol mostly of fertility, and even more importantly, protection. The eggshell represents the protection of life inside the egg, and therefore it can also represent all stages of life. And then from a scientific perspective, eggs, especially the yolks, if you're, if you do eat eggs, some people don't, and, but the egg yolks themselves have an abundance of vitamins and minerals that are good for you. Now we're going to really focus today on egg shells because the egg shell is what we can keep over a longer period of time and add to our spell work and, and protect and protection work. The egg shell also has a lot of minerals that are beneficial, beneficial for supporting life, either via nutritional value for us or nutritional value to the earth. So I'm going to talk about all the different ways that you can use them. Okay, first things first, eggs can be used all year round. Or if you have chickens, they can be used when your chickens are producing. And it doesn't have to be just in the springtime. You'll see eggs referred to a lot in the springtime because they can be applied to garden beds or do some garden blessing spells for an abundant yield. But you can do other things with eggs. But this is why you see, especially around springtime, the tradition of coloring eggs. In the old pagan tradition, which is still followed to this day, colored eggs would be used to manifest an intention in much the same way as candle colors would manifest a specific intention. Then those colored eggs could be set out by a tree or another growing shrub or plant or garden bed to make a wish come true. And colored eggs, of course, are particularly fun for children to set out and make a wish. 
So later on, um, the Christian church, as usual, adopted some of the pagan practices and connected it with celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. And because the Christian church didn't really want to go into the divination or wishing practices of eggs, instead they developed the um, action of gathering the Easter eggs and then no doing no um, magic work with them or prayer work with them but just having fun with them and then going back to church and doing your your spiritual work personally i really love the idea of the eggs the colored eggs as a way to leave a wish because of the nutritional properties that we talked about with eggs when you put them out there they nourish the trees they nourish the plants Eggs have magnesium, calcium, phosphates, and other minerals that can replenish the soil. And they also grow beneficial bacteria and fungi to aid in plant growth and really add to the nutritional value of soil. And of course, you know, during those celebrations, kids usually don't eat the eggs, right? So it's really good to leave them out there for the plants because the soil and the plants surely will. Another thing that I'd like to talk about is that witchcraft is a practice that is very much one that seeks harm to nothing, including the planet. That makes using eggs a very natural, environmentally friendly way to conduct some spell work. I encourage whenever possible, if you're going to be using eggs for dyeing, that you do so in a way that uses natural ingredients. Some of the things that you can use to dye eggs would be coffees, teas, you can use red onion peel, red cabbage, turmeric, spinach, and other vegetables and spices that produce a strong color. You can also use edible flowers. You Marigolds, I don't, if you grow marigolds in your area, you can pick them up and use them. You can use hibiscus or dandelions. Always check to make sure that whatever flowers you want to use to dye eggs, that they are edible flowers. Um, You can also add these materials, the flowers, the spices, the vegetables. And the way that you would dye your eggs is you would go to boil them, but during the boiling process, you would add these materials into the water just as you're starting to boil. And then when it's finished, usually it takes about 10 minutes to finish boiling eggs. You just leave it in the water for about 30 to 45 minutes or until the eggs are cool enough to get out of the water. You can drain and set them on towels, let them dry. And then you can write your wish on an egg. I recommend using pencil because pencil is made of graphite, which is not harmful to the planet. Some inks will prob- would probably be okay, but most of them are not plant-based uh, markers same maybe some toxic ink so again try to use a pencil if you can another thing that you can do is you can use a white crayon before you dye your eggs and write that with a white crayon on the egg then dye it and then your writing will appear after the egg is dyed once you've written your wish leave the egg in the woods or a natural setting as an offering to the earth For those that like to honor any deities, you could also make it as an offering to the mother goddess and the father god or any other deities that you choose to honor. 
Now, one of the most important tools, or I would say not necessarily the most important, but a very useful tool in the toolbox of witchcraft is eggshell powder. This is also called cascarilla, which is spelled C-A-S-C-A-R-I-L-L-A. Cascarilla is another way to pronounce it. Also called peace powder. But this is you this is actually a very beneficial element to your spell work. And at the very least, it's very beneficial to your plants in your garden. So here's how to make eggshell powder. There are two ways. The first way you can crack open fresh eggs. You then of course, you know, make the eggs, scramble, do whatever you do with the fresh eggs, and then rinse the shells under cool water making sure that you use your fingers gently not to break the shells and and do what you can to rub off the membrane. Another way you can do it is you can boil the eggs and get the eggshells off that way. That's my preferred method because I don't want to have to worry about breaking all of the eggshells in the sink as I'm rinsing it out. And let me just give you the best way of boiling eggs where it's easy to get the shell off. I've seen in some groups, there are many different ways that people try to cook boiled eggs to get the eggshell off easier. And I've seen things such as adding baking soda to the water and some other tricks, but I will tell you that this is what always works for me. The first thing that you do is boil the water first. Don't put the eggs in there. Just have a pot of water and bring it to a full rolling boil with the big bubbles, just a lot of high energy. Then get a slotted spoon that's big enough to hold each egg and set the eggs into the rolling boiling water one at a time. Once it's full with eggs and it's boiling, it's gonna stop boiling for a minute and then it's gonna heat back up. Once it heats back up, boil for 10 minutes. This seems to be pretty much the sweet spot for perfect hard boiled eggs. Once they're finished boiling, drain and shock the eggs. And by shocking the eggs, you can simply take the pot. I usually use a small one because I don't want to do more than six or eight eggs at a time. And just empty most of the water, being careful not to drop any eggs into the sink. Then use cool tap water. Rinse, drain, rinse, drain, rinse, drain. And then... And, you know, keep keeping the eggs in the pot the whole time. After you've seen some of the steam come off, then you may want to start adding some ice. Then the ice melts, drain it again. It's cool enough to peel when you see the ice in there and the ice is not melting. Some ice is not melting. At that point, the eggs will be cool enough to work with. Now, it's important that you don't let the eggs sit in the cold water. There's no waiting period. If you let them sit in the cold water, the shell will start to adhere to the egg white again, and you don't want that. That shock, it keeps the the egg white separated from the eggshell a little bit, and this is going to make them really easy to peel. Now, what I usually do is I set the pot on a pot holder to my left. I put a plate in the middle. And then I put a bowl on the right for putting the eggs in once they're peeled. So I'll grab an egg out of the pot of water. 
I'll bring it to the plate in the middle, I'll, I'll smash it and then peel it, leaving the eggshell on the plate. Sometimes there's a little bit of eggshell on the egg, so I'll rinse it in water and then transfer it over to the bowl on my right so I have the boiled eggs to eat later. This method truly works every time and it's really easy to get the eggshells off. So now that you've peeled your eggs, the next thing I like to do is check the eggs, the, I'm sorry, check the eggshells for any membranes that might be left. And I don't have to rinse because the eggshells have already been cooked and just feel, peel off anything that didn't come off with the peeling. And then I do like to bake the eggshells a little bit for just a little bit of extra sanitation. And it also makes the eggshells easier to crush in a powder because a little bit of baking will render the eggshells a little more brittle. So it doesn't take long after you've peeled your eggs and now you have a pile of eggshells, you would heat your oven to 425 degrees Fahrenheit, or if you use Celsius, it would be 215 degrees Celsius. Then just let that bake for about 15 minutes, turn off your oven, bring the eggshells out, let them cool. And they could cool for about 15 minutes to an hour. Just make sure they're cool enough to work with without burning your hands. Now, when it's time to crush the eggshells, here are a couple of things that I learned. You wanna be very careful when you're using an electric coffee grinder or food processor because the shards of an eggshell are like little pieces of glass and they'll cut into your plastic food processor bowl or coffee grinder bowl, like little shards of glass and you'll end up with um, that sheen will be gone. It'll look like it's still dirty, but it's not. Um, I made this mistake with a coffee grinder with the eggshells and <laughs> it just really damaged the finish. And after I thought about it, just for health reasons and environmental reasons, I like to avoid dealing with plastic wherever possible. So if there's a possibility it's going to create microplastic or if it's, you know, eggshell that you're going to use for ingest ingestion, you don't want to have it leach into your food. So I would suggest if you're going to use an electric device to grind your eggshells, you may want to use a glass blender uh, and just a standard glass pitcher blender that you see in most major retail stores. You don't need an electric device though. Uh, you can just crush them in a mortar or pestle or you can put them in between two sheets of aluminum foil or tin foil, however you like to call it, and then roll that with a rolling pin. Now, if you do use a blender to crush your eggshells, be really quick about it. This is another thing that I learned. They can, they turn into powder pretty quickly, especially when they're brittle and, you know, they've been baked. And very strangely, you can end up seeing eggshell steam come up from the blender and dust going into the air like steam from a cup of tea. You could, you could breathe that in. I don't know if it would harm you, but you may prefer not to breathe that in. So I would just say, Crush them quick, not too long. It doesn't take long for them to turn into a powder. Now, when you're finished turning eggshells into powder, and now you have cascaria or piece powder, eggshell powder, you can transfer them to a clean glass jar or a cleaned food tin with a lid to keep for various uses. And we're gonna talk about those next. 
First, again, I always want to talk about upcycling. There is no need to go out and purchase a special glass jar. You can just use something that you had food in and clean it and sanitize it, and it can be used for this purpose. You can also use food tins. Food tins are, if you if you get um, the kind of can opener where it cuts the edge off the top, you can clean it. You can glue a little handle, or like a, a knob on top of that tin lid, and then paint it, decorate it, and that could be your container for your eggshell powder. You don't have to buy a special container. You can also, now here's something interesting. Eggshell powder is edible. You can put a little bit directly into your smoothie to add a little calcium to your diet. If you are especially um, concerned about developing osteoporosis later in life, it may be a practice that you want to get into. You can sprinkle it on your oatmeal. You can, um, you know, add it to grits or other breakfast foods or other foods that you want to, that you feel like, hey, I want to add some calcium to this. Another friendly family member that could benefit from a little extra calcium would be your pet, pup, your doggy. Your doggy's food can be enriched with a little calcium, especially an older one where you want to make sure that their bones are healthy. So yes, you can just make sure that it's really powdered very, very finely because you don't want big chunks of eggshell, which could hurt hurt them. You, you definitely don't want to hurt your pet. So be careful that it's just really, really finely in there and they wouldn't end up with any shards of eggshell in their throat. So just be real, real careful with that. Same for yourself too. You don't want to have a uh, deal with eggshells chunks in your mouth. Um, once you've made the eggshell powder, uh, here are another couple of different ways that you can use it. Now it is, again, as we've talked about, used as a symbol of protection. You can use egg powder when casting circles of protection outside the home or around your altar when you're doing protection work or any other work. If you don't want to get egg powder on anything, I would just say reserve it for outside use only. You can add it to water when you're pulling in the water element and add your manifestation or um, intention that it is a symbol of transformation and rebirth or to metamorphosize stagnant energy in your life. And you want this element to develop some inspiration and productive energy going forward in your life. Then after you've put eggshell powder in your water for your spell work, don't throw it down the drain, give it to the plants. And then that would complete the spell. You can also mix eggshell powder with a little bit of vegetable oil and you can anoint candles when you're doing very strong protection work. Now, I believe I talked about in a previous episode, creating a protection spell jar. Eggshell powder is a great use for a protection spell jar. And a protection spell jar is something that you would fill with various herbs and um, spices and elements to cast an intention, maybe set it next to a candle and your other elements to drive away 
energy, hostile energy, harmful energy, and call upon cleansing and restorative protection. And with your eggshell powder in a protection spell jar, here are some other things that you can add to it. You can add, and these are all optional. It's just if you have them on hand. If you don't, it can be just eggshell powder. You can add incense ash or wood ash. This represents the warding off of evil. You can add salt. Salt is considered something that's very cleansing and protective. Rosemary, also cleansing and restorative, healing oftentimes. Sage represents deep protection. You've heard people sage their homes or use sage bundles to burn through their homes to really protect themselves. Lemon peel or lemon fruit. You can use dried lemon fruit. You can add to the spell jar and that represents spiritual cleansing. Garlic skins are used for repelling enemies or people or spirit that intend harm. Onion skin is a considered a property of exorcism of bad spirit. Cloves are used to drive away hostile energy. Basil represents spiritual, physical, and emotional protection. And basil is often paired with salt for protection. And then if you want to maybe add some ginger to speed up the spell of protection and bring blessings to you. With a protection spell jar, you can do a couple of things with it. You can, if you have a home where you have a yard, you can bury the spell in your yard. Usually somewhere near the doorway is what people do or somewhere where there's an entrance to the home or it can be anywhere in your yard. You can also set it on a shelf by your doorway or window. And this is something I tend to like to do because the spell jars end up being pretty very pretty, especially if you seal them with wax and you decorate them. I just, I just think they're gorgeous. So you can put it up by a doorway or window or shelf. And another thing you can do is you don't have to make it um, a spell jar unto its own thing. You can actually mix all these things together and use them for an incense to burn in your little pot for protection spell work. Here's another interesting way to use eggshell powder as body paint. Yes. The way you would do that is you would mix with a colorful spice such as turmeric or cinnamon or clove powder and just a little bit of water just to make it into a paste and you can make it into body paint. You can also do the same thing with melted or powdered resin such as, such as frankincense definitely need a powdered version of that or some way where it's not in big chunks so that you can mix it up. You can also use a little incense ash or wood ash to mix with the eggshell powder. Maybe you want to use all three ingredients to make the paint. But body paint can be used for ritual adornment or to write sigils on your body or to call for a helpful spirit to move closer to you as you're doing your spell work. Another use of eggshell powder is to banish an unwelcome person from coming into your home. Again, this is spiritual. This is something you, this is an actual spell that you may have to use a couple of times. Really have to have a strong belief system in this as well. But um, you can use it to sprinkle outside your door or at your door to banish the unwelcomed person. And then as you sprinkle the eggshell powder, you would say the person's name 
and then this little very commonly used spell chant and it would go like this person's name you are not welcome at my door may i see you no more go away and let me be on your way give me peace you are not welcome anymore stay away from my door and then however you want to close out the spell maybe you want to say harm to none so mode it be however you want to close that out so that's a spell for the day here's another thing about eggshell powder you can use it in the garden so this is the more scientific use of eggshell powder that i'm going to go over next it's quite valuable as i said a little earlier it contains minerals it contains sodium phosphate magnesium calcium and potassium all things that are good for the soil calcium is really essential to root development and plants and oftentimes can cure problems of short roots and if you have plants in pots it can be really beneficial to keep nurturing those pots with the eggshell powder to give them those minerals if you're growing tomatoes this becomes really essential to eliminating any black spots on your tomatoes and it can make your tomatoes sweeter and and more fruitful i'm sure you've heard that with roses calcium is excellent for developing flowers on roses and really giving a lot of health to your rose bushes and if you have rose bushes i mean roses can be used for so much but we'll talk about roses on another day but definitely um, if you've made a very fine powder of eggplant i'm sorry of eggshell make a plant tea out of it boil some eggshell powder in water and let it cool and then spray it on the soil of your plants with this tea and if you don't want to go through the trouble of making the tea you can just simply take the eggshell powder and sprinkle it into the soil of your pots or outside in your garden or on the soil of any plants you'd like to see grow well and bear flowers and fruit and just be healthy now another interesting thing is you can use it for pest control there are a lot of times bugs that are eating the leaves of plants and that can be quite frustrating and if you sprinkle a little eggshell powder especially this is where you want to make sure it's very fine they the bugs will as they're eating the leaves they're eating a little bit of eggshell powder unfortunately it's a little bit like eating glass and they don't survive kind of we all sort of feel bad about that but at the same time they're eating your plants so you have to do a little bit of pest control in your garden and that's a natural way that you can do that be careful that you don't sprinkle it on any bugs that would be considered beneficial bugs like ladybugs so just be very mindful and specific about where you put that and of course if you are a busy person and i completely understand this you're working you have so much going on you don't want to mess with rinsing eggshells or baking them and powderizing them or anything like that you can just take eggshells right as they are after you've cracked open eggs or boiled eggs save them and take them right out to your trees or shrubs or anywhere where plants are growing they're still good food for the outside so if you do absolutely nothing with the eggshells don't throw them away think of it like throwing out food that would be good for you and your family if you throw out eggshells you're throwing out food that's good for the plant world 
So really simple, quick thing to do is just put the eggshells in a bowl, take it out, throw them into the trees or shrubs, and uh, give your love back to the plant kingdom. Give your blessings to the earth so that you can get blessings in return to you with beautiful, fruitful, and abundant plants. When we get a little closer to celebrating spring and the celebrations of austera, also pronounced Easter for Christian religion, I'll have a wonderful garden blessing spell to share with you using eggs. Now, of course, we're in October, so we're getting ready for winter. But when we get to that time, I really can't wait to share that with you. I'm looking forward to it. In the meantime, I think I've provided hopefully a lot of good information you can use, some guidance to go through your day. I thank you so much for spending this time with me and listening to my podcast. I wish you many moments of wonderful indulgences throughout the day today and many, many blessings. Thank you again, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.